Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Polygon Alpha podcast, where the Polygon community gathers insights from today's leaders in decentralized finance, Web3, and crypto. I'm your host, Justin Havens, aka Crypto Texan. Let's get started. On this episode of Polygon Alpha, we're joined by Alexander Guy from Zerion. Alexander, thanks for being here with us today. How's everything going? It's going really well, Tex. I uh, appreciate being here. This is not the first time we've had a, a pod conversation. And uh, yeah, I really, uh, really am thrilled to be, uh, be talking to the Polygon community today. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't have too many reoccurring guests on the show. Uh, well, for this one specifically, because I did do the podcast for the Index Coop. And I think the, the only three guests that I've had on for this one uh, is you, uh, Kane Warwick from Synthetics, and then uh, Leighton Kusek from Pull Together. All wow. great, amazing people. <laughs> and uh, if you can't see here, I'm wearing a Zerion hoodie I, today I in honor this. of this. Shout out to <laughs> Bugov, uh, who I caught up with in Bogota for giving me this this hoodie. So yeah, uh, Alexander, let's kind of just get started with your background and how did you end up in the Web3 space and more specifically at Zerion? Yeah, sure. Um, I have to say really quickly that like I had massive FOMO the entire time everyone was in Bogota. So like the fact that you even got some cool swag that I don't have is like just like really driving the, uh, the spike in here. But yeah, so like, I mean, um, like I said, really, really happy to be here and 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 speaking to you all uh, about about Zerion and, and and about Polygon. It's just a really, really a, a real pleasure to be a, be a part of this. And um, my journey to um, to Web three is kind of like I don't know. I guess it's a little bit circuitous. It definitely wasn't something that I've been in for like my entire career or something like that, or for for years and years. Um, my I guess you could call me a re- reformed Web two kind of growth marketer. Um, I spent bulk of my career in London and Paris, uh, in various stages of startups, uh, everything from you know startup that has, startups that have been acquired and uh, the opposite end of the spectrum startups that have run out of money. So, I, to be honest, about two or three years ago, I was starting to feel kind of jaded, a little bit like fatigued by like the startup grind, and sort of thinking that actually there wasn't like, wasn't a whole lot of real innovation happening and just kind of feeling like in general, sort of like maybe I needed to change. And around that time, um, I heard about, like, I guess I should say for the bulk of my career, I'd been kind of like aware of crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, but like very naively, I kind of viewed them as like, you know, genres of like startups. Right. So it's like, Oh yeah, you do AI, you know, cohort over here you have your like fintech cohort over here you got your e-commerce over there and yeah over there somewhere there's there's like the crypto community and so like i was aware of it thought it was cool thought it was interesting didn't know if it was for me especially early on um and naively kind of thought of it as just like a another cool thing that people are working on and um that meant that i wasn't smart enough to get involved in things i should have gotten involved in very early on uh on the personal side but it made me like sort of, I guess, open to ultimately what happened um, two or three years ago, which is like, I was kind of looking for an entry point, I guess, into crypto. I'd started to read a little bit more about it. A couple of friends, I'm based in Paris, so a couple of friends of mine work at Ledger. And, you know, it sort of was, was becoming something that was interesting to me. And finally, the, the rabbit hole moment was um, I started uh, getting really into So Rare. Uh, which if you don't know, so rare is this like NFT meets fantasy football, fantasy soccer for the Americans. Uh, you know, basically it was like, whoa, okay. So I collected baseball cards and basketball cards as a kid. So like there's a collector's mindset that it ticked uh, that box. Like many males our age, uh, not just males, but many men our age uh, spent a lot of time playing fantasy sports or involved in fantasy sports as like a, you know, with my college friends and stuff like that. And so, like, so I just, like, immediately clicked for me. And the the concepts of, like, rarity and, you know, things that are, like, <laughs> like all the stuff about NFTs just, like, immediately made sense. Um, I wasn't, you know, sort of, like, I didn't really get, like, early PFP projects in NFTs and, like, digital art just wasn't really, like, 
I mean, it, it's cool. And I'm not at all trying to say that, 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 that it's not interesting, but it wasn't something that like pulled me in, but, but Sora made a lot of sense on a lot of levels. And so started getting a, a, a really advanced, um, advanced started spending some time and money in Sorer. I quickly needed a place to manage then what became sort of like a, a diverse quote unquote crypto portfolio found Zirian as a tool to help me manage my portfolio and track kind of assets across different, different communities and different protocols and things I was starting to dabble in. Um, and basically at that point I was like, so hooked. Uh, I was like, I gotta, I gotta like work in this space. I mean, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I've like swallowed every color pill you can think of to like get, you know, into this space. I'm, I'm just obsessed by it. Um, and so I started sort of, <laughs> bugging, I think is probably the best way, like the Zirian team and founders on Discord. And like, eventually they were hiring uh, a head of marketing growth. Uh, and I basically just was like, please give me a shot. And uh, I think um, if you asked you, Gary, our CEO now, like if he thought when he first got on the initial call with me, whether or not it was going to work or like he was going to give me a, give me a go. I don't think he necessarily would have thought it would have worked, but now it's been a year and a half and I'm, um, I guess in crypto land, that means I'm sort of a veteran these days. Uh, and, uh, and I at least like, I feel a little bit more comfortable um, talking about some of, some of the key concepts and, and themes here. But it's, it was a, sort of a windy, security, circuitous route, but uh, it, it really feels like I, I found, a, found the right spot. So uh, <laughs> it took a while to get there, but uh, better late than never, I guess. <laughs> and I guess we're early still. We're, we're so early, right? You know? Um, yeah. 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 I think, I think that's so interesting. I feel like when, you know, the whole web three space was really starting out before it was even called the web three space, you know, I think you had like the technologists and people who were just like really interested in technology and, and cryptography that were hopping on board. Fast forward through DeFi summer, uh, you get a lot of like DeFi focused people, uh, or finance focused people, economists, uh, and, and more technology focused people. And then like the NFT craze came along and now you're starting to attract collectors and content creators and artists. And it's, it's always interesting to see. And I keep thinking about like, what's going to be like the next big thing to, to drive like the next, I guess, like subculture of people to this space. And I think it's really going to be gaming in my mind. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I'm, I, I guess I referenced it, but like I definitely have like a collector's mindset. But the other sort of thing I enjoy a lot is like world building, going deep into like, I don't know, I read a lot of like fantasy stuff where like it's a whole constructed, you know, universe. And, and I think that people who are like that uh, are gamers usually. I'm not such a hardcore gamer. I, I, even as a kid, I wasn't. Um, but I do totally agree with you that like the power to construct an entire universe. I mean, a good example is I was actually on Twitter the other night trying to figure out and wrap my head around parallel. Do you know this like sci-fi game? Uh, I think yeah, DeFi I Dad's see. Into it. I was about to say, um, I see DeFi dad tweet about it all the time, but yeah. I haven't dug into it. So I was asking, I, and like, it was crazy. Cause I said like, I need a primer. Like, I feel like this is my thing, but I don't know where to start. And like, this community was just like bombarding me with threads and videos and guides and all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking like, this is exactly like, th these kinds of use cases. What they allow is for like small groups of people to be like extremely passionate about this thing, you know, create, help build the lore almost around it, especially if it's a DAO, you know, you can like actually bring the community into the, the, the world creation itself, which a number of the cool projects are doing, I think. And this like combination of then having like an in-game uh, marketplace for stuff is like such a driver for like the community to grow and get like real momentum. Actually, it's weird because Sora kind of has a lot of the same dynamics, right? Like people are fans of sports teams and built into Sora is like the competition element. It's the fandom. It's the fact that you can sell your own cards on the secondary market. It's the fact that then there's like this running auction at all time of players and stuff like that. And these kind of elements, I think, are real um, building blocks for, for adoption. And also the other thing, and this is, I think, a key thing that helped SoRare, but also helped a lot of gaming things is, I think many people are like me, which is like, they were sort of looking for an entry point to like Web3, quote unquote, which is kind of challenging to find that, right? Root in. But like, oh, there's this one game that I like, that I'm starting to understand and learn more about over time by using it. 
then like the rest of it opens up for you. Um, and I think that gaming, because of the fact that it's like a smoother, smoother landing, perhaps like into, you know, into web three than some other, other routes. Um, it's, it's a way to onboard a lot of people into the space. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, all this talk about gaming and, and onboarding new users, I think this also kind of, this helps us transition to the, the conversation about Zerion because I do have the Zerion app on my phone and the user interface and just the general user experience with the app is amazing. And I think that that's something a lot of people are focusing on in the bear market, which I'm, I'm, I'm would say that I'm a big UI UX maxi right now in the bear market. And, but another really important thing about Zerion, uh, aside from how easy and smooth the interface is, is the fact that, it's still maintaining the principles of the Web3 community in the sense that it is a self-custody wallet. Um, so I want you to talk a little bit about that, just like the background of Zerion, why self-custody as a choice for a wallet is so important. And it, was that always on the roadmap or was there a pivot at one point? So Zerion as a company is actually, the, the founders are like definitely like OG kind of people in the, the Web3 crypto Ethereum broad community, like all those different buzzwordy things. But they've been around, like they started Zerion back in 2000, late 2016, early 2017, like the first like versions came out. And they kind of had this vision of like, especially at the time, there was this, this trend towards like unbanking yourself, you know, like, like get it breaking free from the banks, like becoming your own bank, I think was one of our early like sort of taglines. But what we ultimately became like the first real version of Zerion that, that drove a lot of adoption and got a lot of users um, was effectively a portfolio tracker. Um, we built, the team built, I think, a, a really like best in class, one of the best portfolio trackers on the market. We had really, really strong adoption for things like the um, real-time history, you know, transaction history, which as your portfolio gets more complex, particularly in a multi-chain context, you know, having a real-time history of what's going on um, was really important to people. Um, coming along with that, we were push notifications, uh, both on the web and on um, your phone, which is, again, this like idea of like, you know, usability and the fact that we wanted to create like a, a uniform experience for people to track their portfolios on the web app as well as on their mobile. Um, we were one of the first DeFi projects uh, to have an iOS app to get approved. Um, and we've, we've been, that was, I think the first version was, was approved in like 2018. So it's been quite a while for us, but I think that I guess like, so post portfolio tracker, the, the team quickly realized that, okay, so you've got your portfolio, but like seeing it isn't enough. You want to be able to do things with it. Uh, and so in 2019, we added swap functionality uh, to the to the app. And one of the other sort of pain points that we wanted to address was the fact that it's kind of a pain to like hop around different DEXs to make swaps and things or do, obviously, if you want to do it in your wallet, you know, that's a whole other uh, deal with MetaMask and things. But like basically they wanted to make it so you could swap directly within Zerion and crucially to make it as cost-effective as possible. So what we did was aggregate Many, 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 most of the major DEXs, uh, ZeroX, um, you know, One Edge, Uniswap, SushiSwap, um, Paraswap, I'm forgetting one, but that's okay. Uh, basically, like when you do a swap on Zerion, across any chain, by the way, now, it will, we'll scan uh, all the available DEXs and give you the cheapest trade possible every time. Uh, and so this was a core piece of trying to make like the, like the Zerion app much more like um, dynamic feature-ish, et cetera. And, uh, and the, the um, next thing we wanted to do was to give like, true multi-chain functionality. So we integrated a great um, project called Socket. And now we do the same thing for bridging. So you can bridge directly within Zerion from chain to chain. And we do the same thing. Socket basically provides a, an aggregator of all bridges, gives you the cheapest rate every time. Uh, and so like that was, like I guess, the next element to making this, this app a little bit more like about doing things versus just seeing things. And I guess like then um, from there, we added NFT tracking functionality uh, only on Ethereum right now, although uh, multi-chain, particularly Polygon coming soon, I think is uh, safe to say. Um, and so like we, we basically were trying to like what started to come and, and emerge from these actions like independently was this vision, I think of like, you know, sort of one place for like everything, one place to explore all. 
Um, and particularly within a self-custodial, you mentioned this word before, uh, within a self-custodial environment, what we started to realize was it was pretty natural for us to move towards, um, you know, the, the, the wallet and actually being a wallet. And so actually in June, well, end of May, early June this year, we, we didn't really launch a wallet. I think we actually became a wallet or like evolved into a wallet. And so like what now you can do is have like the same really ex excellent um, portfolio tracking capabilities, like all the same portfolio tracking functionality, but like do that within your wallet. Um, and that combination of factors uh, is I think a real important building block towards like, you know, becoming, I think what's our real vision is to become the best wallet for, for like the most active Web3 citizens. Um, the people using Web3 the most, the people who are here, people who believe in it, people who are sticking it out in the, in the bear market uh, and, and still, you know, doing things here. Uh, this is kind of who we're building for and, and, and I think what the vision for Zarian is. And so like, it's kind of like been a, a long path, but, but I feel, I feel really good. We feel really good about like the, the wallet as like the important place, you know? Um, Cause I think, you know, at the end of the day, like the wallet is like so core to your experience in web three, right? Like exploring web three always involves um, interacting with your wallet, but current, the current like kind of options out there, I think a lot of times almost feel like a, like a storage facility, you know, like where you just throw a bunch of stuff and like you got boxes and, you know, old stuff over here and some stuff you forgot about over there. And then, you, you know, you have to like go and get the key and open it up and it's like, ah, where is anything and stuff like that. And we want to make a much more dynamic experience uh, for, for people to, to use for their wallets. Like we want to make a wallet that actually feels like it should feel, I guess, is a, is a, I think the real vision. Yeah, that makes sense. And to comment on what you said about people just finding assets that they may have forgotten about that are in different apps and uh, or just on different blockchains. Yeah, I mean, when I when I first downloaded Zerion onto my phone and I, I you know, I connected everything um, and, and I think this concept like might sound crazy to people who aren't like native Web3, but like in the, like in the depths of the bull run in DeFi summer, you were trying out everything. And I definitely found like like a, a material amount of money that I had just like forgotten about that were left on other chains and the fact that Ethereum just kind of like floats all this to the top in this awesome user interface is is really funny and I think this also speaks to uh, the type of uh, DeFi degen that that I really am but I mean, <laughs> also our team also our team like honestly like they 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 very much valued this kind of idea is it like you should be able to just see and track all your stuff in one place. It, it seems sort of like, uh, you know, counter, or maybe, maybe not counter, maybe it seems so obvious that somebody who's like just coming to this, this space now is like, yeah, of course you do. But it's not actually been the case. Um, a lot of things are manual. A lot of things are spread out. And, and our belief is that like as Web3 becomes more complex, this problem is only going to compound. You know, like this, this like you have multiple wallets doing different things. Oftentimes uh, you've got hardware wallets where some stuff is, you've got hot wallets where you've got other stuff. It, you know, the, the, op, like the, the opportunity for things to get lost or confused is like pretty high actually. Um, and so that's, right. that's kind of what we try to solve. I think. Yeah. And you also mentioned, you know, you're building that you want to build a wallet that's for Web3 citizens. And you kind of went into who those citizens are, basically the people who are still here, the builders and the people who are still here working in the bear market in the Web3 space right now. It, but I also feel like that's that's also a place where MetaMask positions itself. It's kind of like, I mean, MetaMask is like the OG wallet, I think, from from a DeFi uh, standpoint or just like or just like an Ethereum standpoint in general. And on that note, there is a lot of competition out there when it comes to Web3 wallets. And, you know, you've heard of like the Curve Wars and there's like the Chi Wars on Polygon. There's the Floor Dow Wars. Are there like wallet wars as well? Is that a thing? And like, ha like how do you really differentiate yourself from the competition there? Hmm. It's a super juicy question. Uh, I'm actually, uh, I like that phrase. Somebody said that to me on a podcast the other day. And I, was, I like this. So that is a juicy question. Um, I like it too. That's a good one. The, the, the short answer is like, there's absolutely a, um, 
a war going on. But to be honest with you, I think it's more like the empire, you know, versus the, the rebels here at the, this stage. Uh, in that there's a lot of really interesting small bands of people trying to attack the sort of hegemonic uh, default in this case. Um, MetaMask does a lot of things really well. And I do not want to suggest that they, uh, I don't know, that, that, that people shouldn't use MetaMask. Um, what I think we want to say is, and the, the way we try to differentiate is, MetaMask is vulnerable in a number of different areas, and we can kind of group them into like probably uh, UX UI, which is a, a meaty topic in and of itself. It's not just like how it looks. It's not design. When people hear that, they're like, oh, you just want to build a better looking wallet. That's not really what we mean. So we can talk about that and unpack it a bit. But the other bit is that, especially for people in this space a lot, MetaMask doesn't really offer you anything by way of insights, alpha, you know, social cues. Like there's not a whole lot of ways for you to like get stuff from MetaMask. You know what I mean? Like get insights or get any, any, Oh, Hey, maybe you want to do this sort of thing. Maybe that's an idea you want to try out. Maybe that's a protocol you want to explore. Maybe that's an NFT collection you might want to collect. You know, it doesn't give you anything by way of like cues about where to go. It's kind that's why I say it's kind of more like a storage facility. Like it's a place where stuff is not where you like, think, oh, hey, maybe that's somewhere I want to head. And so like on the on that particular use case, we actually have already had this kind of idea for a little while, which is basically like you can watch anyone's wallet in Zerian already. So like you have your own portfolio, which can be made up of multiple multiple wallets nested, you know, kind of on top of each other. Or next to each other, I guess. Um, and you can also watch people's wallets. So not only can you see like what, I don't know, Stanny's wallet, what his public wallet or his like known wallet, you know, Stanny.eth or Stanny.lens, whatever he's using these days. Um, you can, you can see like what he owns, what he holds, you get notifications when he does certain things. And, you know, this is a pretty trivial example because he's so known and, and like trusted, but there's a lot of like whales out there who legitimately make interesting, you know, do interesting things and in Zerian, you can actually get notified, you know, that so-and-so wallet that you're watching has done a, a certain action. And then directly within our app, you can go and act on that information. Directly within our wallet, you can act on that information. And this is like the most basic, basic, basic of, of social cues and social use cases. Like we, we talk a lot about, in the beginning, I talked a lot about sort of like your, like your own trusted like investment community, you know, like these people who you trust, who, who are doing interesting things, you might value their opinions. And then, like, go and act on that behavior. And that's already, I think, like a real improvement off of the experience you get with MetaMask, which is very like static. It's just not dynamic. Um, on the UX side, UX and UI side, the design and usability, uh, portability—the fact that on your phone you're going to have the same experience in the same app that you do on your desktop or in your extension—like this is already a place where MetaMask isn't very good, right? Like, there's functionality that isn't consistent across each of these things. And our vision is to make a unified experience across any device that, that gives people, uh, you know, real command of their portfolios. Um, the other thing that on the UX side, beyond the design and functionality, is trust and security. I think that it's pretty obvious that MetaMask lets people down in these areas in a lot of ways. Um, how many times have you heard stories about people sending stuff to the wrong chain because they weren't on the right network or the wallet was connected to this thing? And, you know, that's a really basic thing, but uh, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious there's got to be ways for us to make, you know, the wallet a little bit more, like, secure, a little bit more trustful. Um, another, you know, I guess moment that's important for us to work towards is, like, securing the transaction itself. Um, we're thinking about, it's not there yet, but we're thinking about a lot of ways uh, in our roadmap to, like, make this transaction, like, to be able to trust that transaction. Um, particularly in a mobile context. Like, I'm going to sign something. Hey, this is a smart contract you've interacted with before. So, like, yep, should be all set for you to sign this transaction very quickly. Like, this isn't a fake thing. You're not getting scammed. Um, or, hey, this is a, you know, this is an obvious smart contract. You don't have to worry about this. It's audited. It's verified. Like, you can go and do this trade. Um, you know, it's things like this that, that I think, especially on mobile, are really lacking right now. And it's one of the reasons why I think most people don't do transactions on their mobile device at all, because it's like, 
it feels less secure. It feels riskier. It feels scarier. And so we're trying to like, I think uh, across those key areas, differentiate it's key aspects of our roadmap coming up. Um, I, I think there's a lot of basic usability things, not just with MetaMask, but with all wallets, there's some problems. Multi-chain is clearly, clearly an issue. It's such a pain to have to switch back and forth between networks um, you know, every time you want to do anything, even accessing the DAP, they have to go, oh, you're not on the right network. You got to switch from Optimism to Ethereum. You know, like this sort of stuff is just like, it's like real no-brainer things that I honestly think are like 10x improvement from a usability perspective. And the key thing, and this is to get back to Web3 citizens, the people who feel these pains aren't new. If you're new, you're like, oh, this is the lot I'm supposed to download. This is how it's supposed to be. Okay, I've got an NMS. Boom, you're fine. But the people who are here who are, active who are trading they feel these pains because they're like oh again i gotta do this thing or oh no like this feels like a funny a funky smart i don't want to sign this transaction what am i doing here they're the ones that have heard the stories about hacks they're the ones that have been you know rugged themselves like there's a lot of these things that people who have only been here and are active will understand our problems so I think that's that's kind of who we're building for. We, we want to build a better wallet for those people. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I also want to bring up uh, a news article that I've seen recently. I think this was released uh, about eight days ago, and it's uh, it's from Fortune, and it says Zerion wants to beef up its wallet with a twelve point three million dollar fundraise and take on MetaMask. What can you tell us about this twelve point three million dollar funding round for Zerion? I think that realistically what we want to do requires investment on the people front. It also requires roadmap to like build out some of these features to execute on that roadmap. And so we were fortunate enough to be uh, partnering with some, some really excellent um, sort of investors in the space. But I think the critical partner that we found here was, was actually Wintermute. Um, who is becoming more active in their venture arm um, and becoming more uh, uh, sort of, you know, engaged in this sense. And they really, they really bought into our vision for what wallets should be. And so when we found Wintermute as a key partner and sort of compiled, you know, completed the round with some both existing investors doubling down as well as some, some new entrants, you know, including like Coinbase Ventures and um, like who's there, Lightspeed, you know, we have got some major investors kind of backing the, the project and um, the, the combination of like them matching our vision and what we wanted to build, plus like the fact that we would be able to extend a roadmap and, and kind of like have the time to go out and build it, uh, was really like the, the sort of ceiling factor for us and the, 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 the main thing that I think pushed us over the edge. I guess Alchemy Ventures also participated, you know, so like some, not just like VCs, but like real active like Web3 kind of companies and Web3, um, you know, Web3 personas uh, were, were participating. Um, it was a really exciting group of people that we were able to, to bring together for the round. And, and so like, you know, we we're happy to be able to, to announce it. Yeah. I think, I think winter meets a great partner. Uh, they're, they're a great market maker in the space. They're a great voice in the space. They did have that little exploit uh, that happened uh, a while back, yeah. but you know, that, that stuff happens. I mean, that just shows more than anything that they're web three native. Yeah. You know, I, actually we were really, if anything, I mean, to be fair, the round was already closed by then, but we were actually really impressed with the way that they handled um, the like all of the communication about it. I think that, you know, some of these exploits that you've seen recently with like no communication or like the team is working on it, we'll get back to you, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, it's really like, it isn't very... Um, transparent isn't very open and like the Wintermute team like from from their ceo Yevgeny, all the way on down to a lot of their, their their team they were like openly communicating they they communicated with the hacker directly and you know attempted to re regain the funds in exchange for like basically like a white hat you know turn it into a white hat activity like they were very 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 proactive from the beginning about communicating what was affected and what wasn't and like i actually think it was a a really impressive way to, to sort of handle a really challenging um, situation. So, you know, if, if anything, I think that sort of made us feel like, you know, okay, they, they know what they're doing. You know, a lot of, a lot of um, protocols, a lot of, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of threats out there. And so like when you, the way you respond to a crisis, I think it's a lot of value. And we were really impressed with the way that the, the Winter Meet team handled that. So. Yeah, I actually, I, I was too. I was too personally. And uh, just kind of looking down the roadmap for Zerion. So uh, 
you know, I, I have a ledger that I use for, you know, cause I'm, you know, I bought my ledger in like 2017 and I, I still have the same one. I've got some upgrades, but it's just, you know, um, and then, uh, I also use just like a web browser interface pretty frequently as well. Um, is that on the roadmap anywhere? Like, do you have a, a browser interface where you can execute transactions through an RPC network? And is there, are there any plans to integrate ledger or other hardware wallets in the future? Or have you done that already? So ledger is already integrated into Zerian. Um, you can actually connect via Bluetooth uh, on your phone, uh, which is pretty neat. There's a video that we made, like, honestly, I think, like, maybe three years ago, <laughs> like, our head of product, Andre, just, like, showing this happening, you know? Um, but so Ledger Ledger has actually been a, a, a key partner for us for a while. Um, we, we integrated, we were one of the first wallets and portfolio trackers in their Ledger Live app. Um, we have a really close relationship with the team uh, and have worked closely with them. You're, you can actually connect your Ledger wallet to Zerian just like the portfolio tracker. So you can like view you know, your Ledger wallet like alongside any of your other wallets in your portfolio um, right now. And that's through the web app. Um, to answer your other question on the uh, sort of browser side, uh, we kind of think that... I'm, I'm going to give away some alpha here. Like we're definitely working on an extension. Um, it's pretty imminent. And uh, the reason is that I think that to, to, to truly be the, the um, you know, sort of best, best one for Web3 citizens, we have to be able to like be everywhere, as I said, that they are using the service. So we, we targeted mobile first with our, with our wallet launch because of the fact that mobile wallets are, are a little like insufficient by our estimation. Also, it's where our team is quite strong. So we really like, you know, kind of doubled down in that area. Uh, but but we always knew that we wanted to build an extension, and um, it's 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 coming. I can't say when or you know exactly when, uh, but it's definitely imminent. Like as in, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen you know people demo it. I've seen more than just designs. Like it's definitely a major uh, project for us, and we're we're going to be excited to fully launch it. So there's some little bit of little bit of alpha for the. Yeah, community out there. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I think if you're going to be the wallet for you know the Web three native, yeah, you definitely need to have that hardware wallet integration and then probably a browser extension as well. So y'all are talking the talk. Uh, another question I had, you know, wh when I'm using the app, right, I have the ability to execute a swap on that application. Where is that swap routing to? Is it just, uh, is it using like 0x to like find the most efficient routes? Is it going to Uniswap v3 specifically? Like, how do you determine that? We basically, uh, I'm, in terms of the technical elements, I'm not necessarily the best person that's here to talk through, but basically there's a little animation that does it, but you go to try to execute a trade and like, like before you even done the trade itself, we're, we've already conducted a scan of zero X pilot Paraswap one inch. I mean, it depends on which chain you're on, which chain support, which, um, which tokens and things like that. Obviously if you, you know, go to optimism, you're limited in terms of which, which DEXs you can use. Um, but basically you will scan any available DEX and just like immediately like present it to you. And if you don't complete the transaction, like if you just leave it there on the swap screen, it will actually uh, like change it after a while. If it senses that a, you know, there's a cheaper, there's a cheaper trade out there to be had. So like, it's really, it's pretty wild actually. Like if you like, I don't know, get up and leave the room for a second. You can like actually get a different quote <laughs> than when you like left the room if you didn't complete the trade immediately. And so, yeah, we work with, I'm, I'm forgetting one. I know I am and I'm so sorry to the team, but it's like 0x, 1inch, Paraswap, Uniswap, SushiSwap, mm, Hashflow. Um, Hashflow is the one I was forgetting, uh, which is a, a real shame because we love the room and team there. Uh, but so, yeah, you know, we, we basically, our, our whole thing is, and this is actually speaking to getting back to like Web3 citizens is like, you know, builders, creators, traders in this space, like they know how to find good, you know, good, good quotes. Like they, they know this stuff, but especially as like the, the pool of like Web3 enthusiasts, Web3 fans, Web3 users, maybe is just a better way to think about it as they come in through weird alternative routes into the space like me and, and so rare. It's like, I don't know that there's like, like how to go and find the cheapest deal. I'm just getting like, somebody told me Uniswap is the best one. And so I went to Uniswap, you know? And so like, actually it's a feature for us. I think is a lot about like increasing the like, um, ability for like, uh, maybe not, definitely not new people, but basically increasing the ability, making it easier for everybody to get good insight, good deals, good, um, like the, like the best options for that. 
So like, it's, when we built it, I think that's kind of one of the reasons why we had it in mind. It's like, you know, the most, the most experienced, the pros, like they know how to do this stuff. But like, you know, people who are even relatively new or even consider themselves to be experienced, like maybe they don't know all that stuff. So it's, it's I think, a lot about like increasing the, the, the floor for everybody um, you know, in terms of like education and stuff. Yeah, so it sounds like a, an aggregator of DEX aggregators is what yeah. that sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Really, it's not a very sexy term, but we like talk about <laughs> aggregator of aggregators a lot, especially when you include the bridge in there too. So it's like, okay, so we're an aggregator of aggregators plus bridge aggregator, which is really, really unsexy. Yeah. Well, another thing I thought would also be interesting that that I haven't seen a lot of wallets implement would be like a borrowing and lending function within there mm-hmm. as well. Is that anywhere on y'all's roadmap or, or just maybe just in general, what else is on y'all's roadmap as it comes to like DeFi integration specifically? Mm-hmm. On the DeFi side, we like right now, our big focus, this isn't DeFi, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, our big focus is um, the, the, the multi-chain a- NFT functionality it's a big thing for us we really think if we want to deliver on this vision of like every asset every chain uh every device which is something we kind of like a mission statement or a calling card uh unifying call to arms or something like that um we we need to be able to like deliver on the multi-chain uh nft piece we also are really 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 trying to increase our level of sophistication related to um multi-chain uh uh like transaction history no one really actually does this quite well at the moment, like in one place. Like a lot of people do Ethereum transaction history well, but we really want to be one of the first to like really hit and nail like any chain transaction history, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, the other thing that we're also is pretty imminent in terms of releases, and this is also a little bit of alpha, is like we are integrating in mobile um, a DAP browser. So like the ability to like go to different dApps directly within your wallet and, and do different things. Like you can imagine um, going to Luxrare, floor sweeping a bit, and like then having it be directly in your wallet. One of the really cool things, this is again like pretty big alpha, but um, whatever, this is Web3. We don't have traditional like product release roadmaps anymore. Um, one of the cool things you can do is if you have multiple wallets, like multiple wallets within Zerian, you can like switch back and forth in like a click or two between those wallets. So like you're in Luxrare and you can just like click or Rarible or, you know, a couple of the depths I'm thinking of actually that I've actually tested out. You actually just like click in between your wallets, like from there, from the dab browser and you just then switch to the right wallet. So if you have like an NFTs, you know, wallet or like a DJing wallet, you can just like do that within the dab itself in the the dab browser, which is pretty, um, pretty neat stuff. I I think it's a really excellent addition to the, to the family uh, of features we have from Xerian. Um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff on the on the roadmap that's that's exciting because we've got basically like the way we are trying to think about it is like we want to make we want to make this experience really fantastic for for people who are like really active here. So we've targeted like the transaction, as I said, as like a key moment. All assets trying to be a key moment, but in terms of borrowing and lending, I don't think it's something that we're exploring. Um, you can stake directly within Zerian. That's been true for a while. So, like, you know, across a number of different, like, it'll tell you the staking opportunities that you might have. So you can, you know, track your staking and rewards and stuff like that. Um, but I think that our big focus is on a lot of these sort of um, uh, uh, broader Web3 use cases at the moment versus going deep down the DeFi rabbit holes uh, for the most part. Now, I will say we're actively adding protocols uh, in terms of tracking and trading all the time. We also are um, on 10 chains currently, uh, including Ethereum. Uh, and so those include some of the main ones that you can think of, but we also are, are actively trying to find, um, you know, um, the new chains to, to support. I saw, you know, obviously ZK EVM, like maybe that's, I don't know, I don't know for sure if that's on our roadmap, but it should be. Um, so we already are on Polygon POS and, uh, you know, we definitely want to move towards, I think, uh, being more integrated in the Polygon ecosystem more broadly. So like that, that's a no brainer, I think probably in the, in the long run, um, you know, for, for us, I think like, it's really important that the people who are like, we go, we go where these active systems are. So like, for example, if, uh, I don't know, like Polygon is very attractive to us. One of the reasons why I think we'll prioritize it in terms of multi-chain NFTs is because, well, Polygon has a super robust, active, engaged, uh, NFT community. 
And so like if lots of things are happening on um, you know, Polygon from that perspective, like we clearly want to make sure we accommodate that use case. Similarly, you know, Gnosis is really exciting to us. Gnosis Chain is really exciting to us because pull up. You know, people use props. They're they're a fantastic part of our ecosystem. And right now, actually, props are like so poorly tracked, like in terms of your wallet. Like you, you people will, like connect somewhere, and they're like, "Oh my god, I have like fifty props!" And like I didn't even know I had all these props, you know, and stuff like that. It's so, like it's another one of these examples where we're like we're just trying to make like the the, the behaviors and use cases that people in the community um, you know have the most. Uh, uh, they they uh, you know that we they come in that use case. Also, really quickly, I just want to add. I, I had a brain fart a second ago. Um, Lightspeed did, is not participating in our round. They didn't participate in our round. I was thinking of polymorphic. That's what I was thinking. So just a quick caveat to uh, to add there. Just want to make sure I'm accurate. I was thinking about it a second ago. And it was wrong. That's okay. Thanks for that clarification. Yeah, and on your comment uh, re- in regards to the zk EVM, yeah, I we knew that we were going to get like a lot of positive feedback on the ZKVM and there's going to be a lot of excitement around it. But I think we didn't anticipate how much excitement uh, there was going to be around the ZK EVM. Uh, it's overwhelming actually. And so that's something that we're really excited about. And yeah, I think that wallets like Zerion is just going to help, you know, I, you're, you're building it for web three citizens, but you're also like, just, I don't know, just like the innovations I'm seeing on the UI UX side from wallets like Zerion. I don't think there's a lot of people doing it quite like Zerion. I did interview last week a wallet called Giddy Up, or no, it's called Giddy. Ooh. I just keep saying Giddy Up because I'm from Texas. I don't know. So, yeah, and it's just like, I, I think that there's a lot of very unique uh, UI UX problems that need to be solved and the ones who are at the forefront of really trying to make those changes from a technological standpoint and just like a usability standpoint are the wallets like the wallets are the front line of what makes web3 functional to like grandmas and grandpas and that's kind of the thing like when i talk to people about web3 and sometimes i just say look like we're not building this for grandma to submit a transaction on you know, uh, on MetaMask. But then I, I talked to some of the wallet providers and they and they say, actually, yeah, we are building, we're trying to build this for grandma. Like that's their goal. And that's just kind of the mindset. Uh, it's, it's two different mindsets within the space that are converging together to make just a very, very robust ecosystem for, for everyone. Yeah. I, I actually think that, I, I, you know, I don't want to say that we're like not building for the grandmas, you know, I just hope that, like, one day the grandmas get sophisticated enough that they're like, oh, Zerion's the no-brainer. Like, I think that's probably, like, you know, the way that I want to think about it. What I mean is to say, like, the people who are active here, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but, like, the people who are most active here are the ones that have the most skin in the game, i.e. the most risk, and they're the ones that have experienced maybe, like, literally having, you know, something go wrong or being lost or missing an opportunity. Uh, They're the ones that feel the FOMO the, the hardest, um, you know, they're the ones that are looking for the most insights and actions and stuff like that. And so like, I think that's kind of our focus is like, we want to build a, the better wallet for people who are like committed here now, you know? And like, ultimately, I think, I believe fundamentally that like the group, the group of like web three citizens will continue to grow, um, you know, over time uh, and, and more and more people will become more educated. But like we, we've said, I've said this quite a lot and like, I'm not dismissing it, but like, I don't need to, like, if somebody doesn't know, like, what gas is, like, I don't think Zerion's wallet is necessarily for them. Like, like we're trying to provide, like, a, a, a more premium experience, I think is a, I think premium is a bad word, but like, we're trying to provide a, a service for people that, like, really, like, have kind of got a more uh, higher level of understanding about what's going on in the space and are, are looking to, like, you know, ramp it up a bit, I think is probably a good way to put it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I totally agree with you. And, you know, with all of this focus and with this raise and and hiring new people, I think uh, the next question I need to ask is, you know, how how does Zerion make its money? Because it's it's a free app to use and it's incredible, but there's got to be a revenue driver somewhere, right? Yes. Uh, so first, we've charged. We, we've taken positive slippage for for a long time, and as like a, a revenue source, um, and it's something that is increasingly uh, like it's it's a pretty pretty small amount, as you can imagine. It's not uh, enough on its own. So two things we've done recently: uh, we have 
instituted fees on um, swaps, uh, much lower than the competition, but there is a marginal swap uh, swap fee now on top of the gas and the the DEX fee. But uh, there's two things, two caveats there. The first is um, if you are a Zerian Genesis NFT holder, which I don't know what the floor is now, but you can go and buy them on OpenSea if you don't already have them. Uh, you can actually get that fee waived entirely. Um, we basically then collect you know, some, some royalty fees from OpenSea and, and Rarible and stuff on, in terms of the sales, but like you can go and get them to qualify for like a fee waiver, basically. Um, and the other thing is, this money isn't going towards like Zerian's operating expenses, I guess, or even our like you know salaries and profit lines and stuff. It's actually going into a multi-sig and is kind of like a first step towards like a decentralization. Like a, you know, we we sort of like actually communicated it this way. It's like the fees are being collected as kind of like a, a opening salvo into like this path towards uh, decent- decentralization. And so like the fees are 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 a key piece of our business model. Um, but I, I do think there's a there's a two pretty big caveats there. Um, so if you're interested and you want to get pay, you know fee-less quote-unquote trading other than the DEX fee and the gas, uh, you can just go and buy a Genesis, Zero Genesis NFT. Um, they're still pretty pretty affordable on OpenSea and the secondary market. Um, the other thing and the third element that we're really exploring a lot is Zero has a pretty robust API and it's used by a number of different big projects. Uh, and we basically are are starting to, I think, turn towards making that something that we can uh, monetize. Um, and we're, we're, we're interested in trying to explore it, the API as a, as a route to, to stabilizing our, our revenue stream and like solidifying our business, business model. Um, so those, those three things are kind of how I guess we, uh, we make money at the moment. Yeah. And the wallet decentralization, what you, you're saying it's not alpha, but it's news to me. I think that's really, really interesting. And I also was not aware of the NFT th- that saves you some money on the transactions. I can tweet it out. Uh, I can tweet it out. It's, um, it'll give you like a cool little, um, you get a cool little star in your Zerian web app, actually in your, in your wallet too. It's like a cool little star. It's like, Hey, this is a, you know, you could trade fearless, fearless trading or zero Zerian fee trading, uh, with this, with this NFT. Um, that's that's awesome. Yeah, the, way we, the way we communicated it kind of from a while is like, we didn't want to hide from like the, the fees. Like, you know, we're, we're a business. We're trying to, to make something that lasts. We need to solidify our, 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 you know, the, the structure underneath us. Um, but what we also wanted to communicate, and it's very true in core to what we ultimately, I think, are working towards, which is like, we also think that, you know, uh, the, an element of decentralization, a um, piece of decentralization is, is kind of key to, to what we want to try to build. So um, it's how we communicated it uh, when we introduced First, we did it on multi-chain fees. And then uh, pretty recently, we, we updated it to include Ethereum swaps as well. Um, so, so it was initially just multi-chain, but now it's, it's on Ethereum as well. But <laughs> these days, the, gas, we, 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 the reason we didn't do it initially was like, you know, gas is so exploitive, like on Ethereum, like we don't want to like price people out. Um, but now these days, gas is <laughs> gas is so low on Ethereum, it, 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 it didn't make uh, it didn't make much difference. I don't think to be on to be on Ethereum or on another chain. Yeah, that that makes sense. And we are running up on time a little bit, but I also wanted to mention that I do have a Zerion NFT, and it's the Zerion DNA. So, wondering wondering if you could talk about that a little bit, and then uh, we can just we can probably do some closing comments and and head out. So, uh, uh, a key piece in this like dynamic wallet uh, equation for us, uh, and I don't think we're the only ones thinking about this, but is identity. Um, and we really believe, and this is like, I think a, a key jump from, from some other wallets out there is like, we just think like the actions, the behaviors you do with your wallet, the assets you hold, the collections you're a part of, the NFTs you, you, you trade, all this stuff kind of, uh, these on-chain behaviors kind of combine to form like your, your, your on-chain identity, uh, for lack of a better term. And what we wanted to try to do was give Zerian wallet users the ability to kind of visually represent their on-chain kind of persona. Uh, and this is like kind of the, this core of an idea was where Zerian DNA was born. And so um, right now, if you go and download the Zerian app on Android or, or iOS, um, 
you basically get prompted within the NFTs tab to claim your Ethereum DNA. And it's a free mint, uh, so whatever gas cost is, you know, my, minus the gas, it's a free mint. There's no charge for it. But basically, what this NFT is going to do is it's a, a generative NFT, uh, also sometimes called a living NFT. And so every time you make a transaction, um, the the uh, networks and chains you use, um, the the amount of money in your wallet, the tra- the fees you pay in terms of gas fees, all this these there's six attributes. And they basically all contribute to a different way that the, the DNA will look. And so over time, your DNA will change and become more advanced, more, more rare, uh, uh, based on the things you do within your wallet. Um, and the six attributes that we have now, I should say, are, are pretty much just, we, we want, like, I think, to probably add other attributes. Um, so maybe for more advanced options, we're... we're we, I think in a lot of ways we really love the DNA as like a concept and so we're looking for ways to kind of double down on the idea. But basically for us, like we just think that users deserve a way to like visually represent like the kinds of things they're doing. And so, you know, for example, if a user is very active on Polygon and, and you know, uses the Polygon ecosystem quite a lot, their, their DNA is going to be very purple. So actually you mentioned my colleague Buga earlier and Buga's DNA is like very, very, very purple because he's super active in the Polygon ecosystem. And so, like, you know, the, the idea here is that, like, what we want is to, to have people, um, give, give people the ability to express themselves, express their own chain identities uh, in a visual format. Um, you know, I guess the only other way to do that would be, like, go to Etherscan or, you know, go to know their wallet address and track it in Zerian or something like that. Um, but, but we wanted to make it a little bit more social and a little bit more about, like, externally communicating who you are and what kind of things you are interested in. So it's a it's still a new project. I mean, it came out when we launched the wallet in June, so it's it's still not even been six months uh, or barely six months, um, uh, getting close to six months, I should say. But uh, it's it's been an interesting experiment for us. So I think it's something we're going to continue to try to, to try to innovate around because the core of the idea is so is so cool. Yeah, I I do love it. Yeah, it's it's so cool to have like a dynamic NFT avatar within my wallet that changes the more transactions that I complete on a specific network. And as you can imagine, there is a lot of purple on my avatar because <laughs> I work at Polygon. Yeah, <laughs> I could get I could get doxxed like this, right? This could get me in trouble if I wasn't if I wasn't on Polygon all the time. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, Alexander, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on again. It's always great to catch up with you and your team whenever we're at conferences. Yeah. Um, I got to yeah. of you in real life, man. I missed out on DevCon, missed out on Soul as well. I wasn't there. Oh, yeah. Soul was fun, too. That was a good one. Uh, but yeah, as we're closing out, we'll just, you know, where can people go to find out more about you, Alexander, and Zerion? So you can find me on Twitter. My handle is down here, but it's uh, for you know I'm listening. It's uh, Alexander W Guy nineteen. Apologize for the for the length when I was making it ten years ago. It just it just seemed like the right way to do it. Uh, maybe it's due for a refresh, but that's where you can find me for now. Uh, and you can find out more about Zerian at zerian.io uh, or on our website, or you can follow us on Twitter at zerian uh, underscore io. Amazing, amazing. Go check out the wallet, everybody. And for those of you listening, thank you for listening. For those of you watching on Polygon TV on YouTube, thank you for doing that as well. Please subscribe, check out Zerion, follow Alex on Twitter, and we'll catch you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.